Since the disastrous floods that struck Queensland and northern New South Wales a year ago now, there's been a lot of focus on the need for greater resilience in the face of more intense and frequent weather events due to climate change. Some flood-hit communities are taking matters into their own hands to ensure they're better prepared next time. But as Cathy Van Exel reports, individual property owners are in a battle with insurance companies who are blocking their efforts to rebuild flood-resilient homes. Performing at UKI's eclectic monthly buttery market bazaar last weekend, musician Murray Kyle encapsulates the vibe of his hometown. Yukai might be a small village in the Tweed Valley, but it's big on creativity and wellness. In recent years, that's included building community resilience. I think we've got to a point where it's accepted that community are first responders, that the emergency services cannot fill the gap that climate change is presenting to us. Mel Bloor leads Resilient UKI, providing support for around 3,000 people with the help of grants, including from the Red Cross. We are delivering our neighbourhood mental health recovery program, support them to be better connected with each other. So starting with the comms, we're um, going to be delivering some resilient first aid training, wanting to embed you know, capacity within each of those neighbourhoods. The Birrell Creek Community Resilience Team, covering around 200 residents, is considered the poster child. Natasha Wernick is coordinator. During the 2022 flood, we were isolated for 14 days. Our roads were gone, our bridges were gone, we had a huge landslide, we had no power and we had no phone and we don't have mobile coverage out there. Over the past year, the group has been working on failures and gaps that became obvious in the disaster. Many of our people now have satellite internet, many of our people now have generators, all of our leaders now have radios and the personal digital radio system is also up and going. In times of need, we have a new understanding of how we can reach out to each other and and help and support each other. While there's a grassroots movement to build in disaster resilience, individuals who are trying to make their homes more resilient are hitting institutional barriers. For years, insurance companies have urged governments to build back better, but northern New South Wales residents say they're not practising what they preach. Um, Basically, it got up to the level of the picture rails. That was just turned into paper mache. In Lismore, on the night of last year's deadly record flood, Susan Conroy and her partner, along with local state MP Janelle Saffin, who'd been sheltering with them, were forced to swim out of their flooded home to higher ground up the street. The East Lismore character home, which stands three metres high, had never been flooded before. Now it's a strip shell. But all the ceilings and stuff at that lower level all got damaged and you can see that with the back bathroom. Susan and her partner have been living with friends since the flood. They've been going through all the options of house relocation, with or without government help, or getting an insurance payout and selling. It's a very different ball game to while I was still a working person, you know, would be able to get whatever might be a gap in a house loan or any of those sorts of things. The only real option they can afford is an insurance rebuild. But negotiations with the company have been protracted, adding to their trauma. My builder's quote is obviously more than their builder's quote. And there are some things like, it does not make sense to use plasterboard at 
below picture rail, which is of course what has been recommended by their builder. One of the points of dispute is the insurance company's insistence to replace like for like. Susan wants her home hardened. To not have the chance to have the materials that will help it to be better flood ready for the next time, it just does not make sense for insurance companies to expect people and that they expect themselves that whoever they commission to do the work, that they will use the materials that they know turn to paper mache in an instant. She questions why the insurance sector isn't being more proactive to reduce potential losses in future disasters. I know that they're trying to manage their financial commitments, but the reality is, is that pushing all of this onto homeowners and not actually grappling with it themselves is a nonsense. I mean, it's condemning housing that there is nothing wrong with to be destroyed at some point in time. Sharing Susan Conroy's frustration are a number of residents in Mullumbimby, also badly hit in the 2020 flood. Hello, Sasha. Welcome, come in. Thank you. Do you want me to take shoes off? No, I don't. You okay. sure? I've got tanned boys. <laughs> and one of that. the upsides of resilient flooring is that it just doesn't look dirty. Sasha Mainsbridge has been back in her home for three weeks. It's been rebuilt with flood-resistant materials. So this is a brick veneer slab on ground home, which they're really difficult to retrofit, but uh, we've done a great job. But that's no thanks to the insurance company, which refused to work with Sasha to build back better. It was really disappointing because I was insured with Amy and I worked for Amy for a long time and I jumped online straight away and I saw that Suncorp was leading the country in um, building back better. They've even got a special policy benefit, but only for if you've got a Suncorp branded policy. But I thought there'd be some appetite to try and help people like me who were willing and able and even willing to put in my own money to cover any differences between like for like and more resilient options. But there was no appetite. What was it, do you think, that was the real hurdle then with the insurance company? Look, I'm not exactly sure. I know the builder just said they had a blanket policy that they would not entertain any private work within an insurance rebuild. I've heard that there are issues with who's going to carry the warranty. Sasha Mainsbridge founded environmental group Mullum Cares. She's been collaborating with Brisbane-based flood resilience architect James Davidson to raise awareness about how to minimise damage in future events. But she says insurance companies are a roadblock. We know what works. I just would love to see more people coming to the table to work through how can we actually get more homes rebuilt resilient because I fear that it seems from the outside and even from the inside I've got a number of local friends who they're just constantly being told no unless they can organise it themselves and that's just incredibly difficult. That's Sasha Mainsbridge from Mullumbimby in northern New South Wales ending that report by Cathy Van Extall. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.